Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In Nicomachean Ethics Book 8, Aristotle provides a famous treatment of friendship which distinguishes friendships into three main categories, one of which is friendship in terms of the good or virtue, another of which is friendship in terms of usefulness, and another one, the one that we're going to look at here, is in terms of pleasure, where pleasure provides the basis for the ongoing friendship, for the relationship, for why the people are spending time with each other and why they are wishing well or wishing good towards each other. We've discussed and distinguished these three types of friendship in another core concept video. In this one, though, I want to concentrate specifically on what is distinctive about a friendship in terms of pleasure. And this is one that all of us are, I hope, familiar with. We may not necessarily be familiar with friendship in terms of virtue. Aristotle says that those are less common and there's a lot more demanded for those, although they are the paradigm for friendship per se. But all of us us, I think, have had some friendships that involve pleasure, and perhaps we don't have those friendships anymore, in part because these are not as long-lasting as the other types of friendships, but they're easier to come by, and they are much more common. So, what is going on in a friendship in terms of pleasure? There is mutual affection or affection towards each other, what Aristotle calls antiphilesi. Anti meaning in return, and philesi being the verb for, you know, philia for friendship, for relationship. Philane is actually the infinitive of the active. This is a different form of it. In any case, they're feeling something towards each other reciprocally on account of pleasure, something that we experience in many different ways. There's a wide range of pleasures that we can experience, ranging from those of sexuality to laying in the sun, getting massages, watching TV together. That's a pleasant activity. Or of course, Aristotle didn't have TV, but they had spectacles. Eating meals together, drinking together, all sorts of, uh, of other things. Driving around. Some people are into road trips. We can talk about all these different possibilities. And because we have such a wide range of pleasures, there's a lot of different ways in which we could, in fact, be friends with each other. So they're friends with each other on account of the pleasure, not for who they are. There's something that is more superficial about this kind of friendship. Presumably, it's not purely accidental that these people happen to be pleasant to each other. It has to do with something that is intrinsic to them. But you're not loving or, or being friends with the other person for their own sake in this kind of friendship. You're friends with them because they provide you with, like I put here, being pleasant for the person who is experiencing the pleasure. So if somebody isn't pleasant, then you can't be friends with them on this sort of account. If you're not a virtuous person and you don't like what the virtuous person does because of of them being virtuous, you can't be friends with them in terms of virtue, certainly, but you can't be friends with them also in terms of pleasure because you don't enjoy that sort of thing. And we could talk about people changing their pleasures over time. That's one reason why these kinds of friendships are a little bit 
you know, less lasting. So that's a good point to move to this, this uh, other key idea. These sorts of friendships, they're not as durable as friendships per se, friendships in terms of virtue. They can cool, that is, they can, you know, become less of a friendship, or they can even break up. Why? Because our pleasure, the, the, the amount of pleasure that we derive from the other person or the activities that we engage in with them might wane over time or might even disappear or end or, or you know, something like that. So when somebody, for example, who we enjoy playing with on a sports team, you know, we engage in the physical activity. We also engage in some competitiveness, right? All those sorts of things that go into making sports fun for us when they no longer can provide that sort of thing. Let's say they get injured. We will still hang out with them and go to the hospital room, but we might not stay friends with them if they're no longer in the league. And Aristotle says that's understandable for this type of friendship. We don't have to pretend that it's something that, that it isn't. Likewise, it's very common in erotic or romantic relationships. People are initially very attracted to each other, gain a lot of pleasure from being in each other's company, and then after that, that begins to wane, things cool off and they're no longer deriving as much enjoyment. They may actually go the other way and find each other's presence painful in, in certain respects. Aristotle says that if it's that kind of friendship, it's natural for that to break up and it, it's actually kind of a mistake to try to impose the other type of friendship upon it and somehow make it last like that. If it's going to last, you have to find other pleasures or you have to find some way to revive the pleasure or to perhaps you could spend time remembering the pleasure. That itself can be pleasant. But there's a lot of other examples we could talk about as well. Somebody who enjoys eating with another person. Let's say we have two people who are gourmets, right? They spend a lot of time savoring particular dishes and, and going to places. One of them suddenly loses their income and can no longer go to the restaurants. Well, then they're probably not going to be particularly good company. Or, you know, let's say they lose their sense of taste or they are no longer interested in that because they want to spend all their time reading philosophy instead. And most of the philosophers seem to be down on gourmandise, right? That would be an example of, of a friendship that, that wanes. And very interestingly, I think this is something we can all relate to, Aristotle says young people are particularly prone to this kind of friendship. Who isn't prone to this kind of friendship? Old people, because old people aren't very pleasant. Aristotle is drawing a bit upon the culture of his own time, but the idea is that old people aren't so fun to look at, they're not so fun to be with, can't do as much with them. But young people, you know, they're full of energy, they have the blush of youth, they have all their whole lives ahead of them, so they're much more fun to be with. And the thing is, young people also haven't fully developed, so they are very prone to this kind of friendship. They're also very prone to the mistake of thinking that this kind of friendship turns into best friends forever. And there's a lot of disappointments that happen in youth and adolescence because of this, aren't there? As people's, you might say, manifold of pleasures change from year to year to year, you might leave your old friends behind. You no longer listen to the same music. You no longer get into the same books. You no longer like the same movies. You're no longer interested in the same sort of discussion topics. You don't want to play the sort of same sort of games with each other. Those are all ways in which those kinds of friendships can and probably should according to Aristotle, dissolve because it's quite understandable. Romantic or erotic relationships are very often this type of friendship.
Although there can be some where it's more a friendship of utility or a mixed relationship, as we'll talk about later. But quite often when we think about romantic relationships, what we are thinking about is something that Aristotle would say is a friendship based on pleasure. Why do you want to hang out with that person? Why do you want to make out with them, have sex with them? Why do you want to do all these sorts of things? Because it's pleasant. Why them and not somebody else? Because that other person isn't as pleasant as this person is, or perhaps the other person is actually not pleasant at all, but rather painful to you, right? And we, we could mix in all these other sorts of things. He also says, too, these kind of coincide. Young people are not only prone to this kind of friendship, young people are also very often driven by erotic desire. I think there's probably something to that. You know, we talk about raging hormones, for example. Now, what makes this kind of friendship work? What makes it lasting? Here's where Aristotle has something really interesting to say about this. He says, it's most lasting when the friends derive pleasure from the same thing and not so much directly in an exchange from each other. So romantic or erotic relationships are by their very nature, if they're, they're friendships of pleasure, not all that durable. Why? Because the reasons why we find people attractive and therefore when we're in their company, enjoyable or pleasant, change over time, right? Our bodies age. What sort of thing appealed to us when we were young may not appeal to us the same way when we're old. People get together and at first they seem brilliant and just full of all sorts of new vistas of uh, things that you've never experienced or heard about. And then after a while, it becomes the opposite. This is a very common set of issues. And, and you know, men's and women's magazines devote a lot of articles to this every month, right? Aristotle is saying... Well, that's because they're not actually friends in pleasure because they enjoy the same thing. They're enjoying something that they're getting from each other. And so when they can't provide that something, one of them on one part, the other on the other part, the friendship is likely to dissolve. By contrast, if you enjoy watching movies and that remains the same, you and that friend who you watch movies with, both of whom you know derive some sort of enjoyment in that and also derive enjoyment perhaps by talking with each other and spending time with each other, that is more likely to last. So interestingly, when the friendship is based not so much on the person, but on what you do with that person, Aristotle uses the example of people who are witty, who have a good sense of humor, they enjoy spending time with each other, but it's not an exchange the way that's going on with romantic relationships. There's a relation to something else. It could be, of course, that they really just enjoy making fun of other people or bullying other people, although that would not be the same thing as having that wittiness on, on Aristotle's part. That would be something quite different. So that's an interesting point. Another thing that's important to note with this kind of friendship is it's not a moral friendship in the sense that it requires both partners to be of high moral character. It's possible to be friends with a bad person on account of the pleasure that they bring you. This happens an awful lot in, in romantic relationships, right? Again, we make movies, we make lifetime dramas, we make all sorts of romance novels and stuff out of precisely that. 
It's possible for good people to be friends with each other. It's even possible for bad people to be friends with each other. And Aristotle says something really quite funny about this. He says, bad people can be friends in terms of pleasure because when they're doing that, they're not paying attention to who the other person actually is. If they were concerned with the, the who the, the other person is, their character, they wouldn't like spending time with each other. But the fact that they both, you know, like drinking together or eating together or going to the opera or whatever makes it possible for them to have this kind of friendship. Now, bad people will typically screw each other over sooner or later, so that introduces another wrinkle into this. But even with good people, it's not expected that this kind of friendship would necessarily have have to go on forever. This kind of friendship is more common. It's it's something I think, like I said before, most of us, if not all of us, experience and probably have a number of friendships at any given time. It may be possible to have something like this online, whereas it's much more difficult to do so with a friendship in terms of virtue when we belong to communities or things along those lines. And this is an important type of relationship. Aristotle is not knocking it, but he does want us to fully understand what it is. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.